2004. I've been walking all over Berlin, went to Potsdamer Platz and ate lunch under the Sony Center tent and watched the Olympics on the big screen. Walked down Unter den Linden and bought this journal and pen that has the little crossing sign man. He is famous. The crosswalk stoplights have these little men with hats that signify walk or halt. They are distinctively East German, and they tried to take them down and replace, but there was a big outcry, and now he is famous. I like him better than the Western ones. Went out with three people from the hostel and stayed out until 6 a.m., Michael, Amy, and Rachel from New Zealand and Australia. Yesterday, bought my train ticks to Krakow, Poland, and went up the Reichstag Dome. I like how the Reichstag Parliament is so big, has huge flags on modern poles, is stone with modern glass, and has this clear glass dome at the top that everyone can walk to the top that is open to the sky, and you can look down on the politicians. Well, not really, but that's the symbolism. Amazing at Potsdamer to see how they have filled in the um, quote-unquote no-man's zone with expensive buildings. That is the story of Berlin, the new with the old. They've done a good job with the mix. You can see that. A lot of it was bombed in World War II because not a lot of old buildings. But with the old, they have preserved them in a way that looks new with the glass and combo of each new architecture. When you walk through the shopping area and neighborhoods, you see that everything has been renovated. They also have remembered the old with the new. For instance, at the new government buildings, uh, very modern design, they have built buildings on either side of where the wall stood and connected them with a bridge. A river separates them too. And nearby they have memorials to those who were shot trying to escape nearby. You'll be walking along also and notice uh, small bronze square markers in front of an apartment. Uh, one of these renovated ones. The, they memorialize each Jewish person who lived at that address that was taken and killed. Very trippy to see this all over. Anyway, great job remembering the old but looking to the future in the architecture of, of the city. A lot of glass to symbolize transparency. I also took the subway all over and checked out West Berlin, since most of, of what um, to see now is in East Berlin. I, I didn't see much, was nice, but you can tell East Berlin is getting all the money. Also took a walk through a section near the hostel that is filled with renovated apartment buildings and tons of trendy restaurants and stores on ground level. Incredibly nice, big trees in the streets, nice park, great quality of life. Every now and then, uh, these uh, renovated, uh, I think I vary something or another, you'll see that one, one building hasn't been renovated, and you marvel at the sheer amount of work that has been done in the city in the last 10 years. I really have marveled at German society. The infrastructure is so new and modern. Uh, taxis, trains, subway, traffic lights, uh, trams, stores, buildings, etc. And easy, structured, well-planned, and the people are nice and civil. Very civilized place. One of the world's best. Seems like stuff is newer here and better thought out than the States. We are more willy-nilly. I'm wiped out. I have a nine-hour train ride today. We'll be nice to relax. They had two uh, passenger jets crash out of Moscow two days after I left St. Petersburg. Yikes. 
Off to Poland. August 27th through August 29th. Krakow is beautiful. Got in the evening on the 26th. Met an Aussie, Sam, on the train, and we found a good hostel. Krakow has this incredible square surrounded by a cathedral with pretty spires and flower markets in the cobblestone square. The city center is small with a castle nearby and steeples poking out from every corner. Some of the wall is still visible, but the really cool thing is they filled in the moat, so now there is a park that surrounds the city center. Great big trees and benches, people walking dogs. Lots of history here. Went to Auschwitz and Birk out went to Auschwitz and Birkenau. Pretty heavy stuff. It's unbelievable how cruel and horrible we can be to one another. Also did a bike tour and saw a lot of the Jewish history, including the ghetto and Schindler's factory. No memorial in the ghetto, just a run-down, bad section of town. Very creepy. Ugly part of history here. Catching the night train to Budapest tonight. Been going out the last few nights. Great square in the Jewish district, the old Jewish district. No Jews live here. Dancing last night at Prozac. Great name. August 30th to September 2nd, 2004. Had a great lazy last day in Krakow. Sitting around the square drinking coffee and beer and people watching. Great place. Would be really cool to live there. Must take the cafe and walking in park mentality back home. Night train to Budapest was easy, but they wake you up a few times to check passports. Met two guys in my berth, Tony and Ross. We went to a hostel together the next morning. Uh, backpack in Buda. Great hostel. Budapest is quite large. That's the feeling you get as you drive over one of the bridges. What a view. The views were great, but not my favorite place. A little too big and a lot of big buildings. Not charming as Krakow, nor as elegant and fresh as Berlin. We walked around the castle one day, had a, had a big beer near the river. Next day spent uh, three hours at the big city bath house, bath house in the park. Probably the highlight. Very cool. They have different... Um, temperature pools and steam rooms, even menthol, and saunas inside, which you alternate between hot and cold, and then a beautiful outdoor pool where the old guys play chess. Great way to spend a lunch break. The waters are all hot springs, naturally fed and mineral. Had a great dinner on a cafe loaded street and watched the pretty girls. The women here are darker than I've yet than I've seen yet, and they have very dark brown eyes must be from mongol and turk invasions went on a five-hour walking slash history tour and learned a ton yesterday for instance attila the hun invaded in the fourth century and they do not know for sure who the huns were but they think mongoloid mongols and tartars and turks also invaded austrians ruled as well hungary ruled parts of the Slavic world before World War I, and Hungarians are not Slavs, uh, parentheses, a wedge between North and South Slavs, which had an effect on history, I'm sure, end of parentheses, but originated from a hunting and fishing people near the Ural. So Hungarians originated from a hunting and fishing people near the Urals. Their language 
is most closely related to Finnish and Estonian today, and it is thought those people came from the same place. In fact, Hungarians could talk with those native people in the Urals. Um, parentheses, Makars, M-A-C-H-A-R-S, is what Hungarians are also called. Wrapped up Budapest with the uh, gelant baths, not that impressed, Baden-Baden was better, and a night cruise on the Danube. That parliament building with all of its spires is very beautiful. I switch gears again, off to New York today, and then the South America portion starts in a few days. That will seem like a totally different world, I am sure. Terrorism is rearing its ugly head again. The Chechnyans downed two planes in Russia a day after I flew out. And then a car bomb above a subway station I took many times. Republican convention in New York tonight. Yikes. What's wrong with these terrorists? Terrorists. I even agree with some of their causes, but the methods, not good. So just random thoughts from reading those entries. Um, yeah, I mean, I switched gears from Russia to East Europe. And uh, boy, Berlin was sure night and day from uh, Russia. And interesting to me because during the Cold War, you know, Berlin was sort of lumped in with Russia. Um, so it was interesting to be go into Berlin just to see some of the old stuff, uh, like the wall um, and you know, um, you know, where I stayed in the youth hostel, there's this old radio tower that's very distinctive from the old days. And, and you could see like they had a statue of, of Marx, for example. And so you see, you saw a lot of the old, um, but what struck me was the new and how, and they did such a wonderful job of mixing the new with the old. And they were very forward thinking with their architecture, but again, not forgetting the past, um, so yeah, I just loved walking around Berlin, you know, seeing where the Berlin Wall was, seeing Potsdamer Platz. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Um, and they had all this modern, this big like tent um, type thing, um, but it was a, a structure, a permanent structure at Potsdamer Platz where you, I watched a lot of the Summer Olympics. This was 2004 in the, the Greece game, so... That's kind of interesting. And on the walking tour, you know, we saw like where Hitler, where his bunker was. It's kind of like in this in the middle of town, but still nothing had been built on it. It was kind of weird. It was like an empty lot. It was, it was really kind of a trip to see where Hitler's last days uh, were. Um, but yeah, to see the Reichstag, they have this killer like dome and they have these this staircase that is um, you walk on the outside of, of uh, on the, you're on the inside of the, of the dome, but it's like, you know, um, connected to the, the dome. So it's kind of on the hard to describe, but on the periphery of the dome, I don't know, but, uh, you spiral your way to the top and it's built as a, as a symbolism for transparency. So you can look down on the parliament, so to speak. Um, yeah. And then Krakow, you know, I took the train to Krakow and, um, I, I've been reading about, I read Mishner's uh, Austria, and I was amazed to learn that the Mongolians had invaded uh, Poland, and there was like a, in his book, there's a, 
he talks about a church where people were trapped in the church. The, the Mongols burned it and everybody died. Anyway, you, you can literally, you see that church. You go to Krakow and there it is. And there was also this, there's, there's this cobble, there's great cobblestone square there where you go out and sit at the cafes and just watch everybody, you know, and they have flower markets and they have these beautiful spires on this, um, church and there's this tower, uh, you know, with these beautiful spires, uh, very distinctive looking. And at the top there's, um, uh, every like couple hours, there's like a trumpet comes out and it's automated now. But in Mishra's book, he talks about, uh, a guy at that, in that church, he, he used the trumpet to sound the alarm against the Mongolians. And so that's the reason why they do this every three hours or what have you. And it's just a trip, you know, to think about that history and then go there and, you know, see them still remembering this. Um, that's, you know, history's connected to the present, right? So, um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. And, and Krakow is just one of the prettiest cities in Europe, in my opinion. Very small, but elegant. And, um, but I have to say, um, going to Auschwitz and Birkenau was one of the most monumental or momentous things. I don't know, it's too strong a word, but uh, everyone should go. Everybody who lives should see what man is capable of doing. And it's not, I want to be very clear here. It's not just Nazis. It's not, we can't say, oh, those Nazis are an outlier. Uh, boo Nazis. It's every single human being has the capacity to, to do great harm. It's in all of us. And what keeps us civil, we think in civil times, we think is an absolute when in fact it's not, and it's a very slippery slope, and you can descend into a situation where a group of people kills six million people simply because they are different. And you go to Auschwitz, and it's not just that they're different, that you can identify them, put a name on them, herd them into a certain district, isolate them from the rest of the people, and then eliminate them. And you go to Auschwitz, and you see piles of glasses. You see piles of suitcases. You see piles of shoes. This is a small fraction, but it is just, I mean, you got to see it. And when people today talk about Trump and they say, oh, you can't compare him to Hitler. He's not like Hitler. You're being exact. You're exaggerating. Sure. Trump has not killed 6 million people today. But the behavior he is engaged engaged in, scapegoating a certain group of people simply for some identifying physical ethnic trait, such as Mexicans are rapists, to promote a political agenda to benefit who? To benefit his supporters? I argue to benefit him personally. But it doesn't matter. He's doing it. He's using the same exact techniques that Hitler used. And Sorry to get on the soapbox, but I saw it with my own eyes. Everyone should go there. And anyone who supports Trump is complicit in what he is doing today. And you can say, hey, you're exaggerating. But, you know, 10 years ago, would we have thought that we'd be separating mothers and children, mothers and children, just as a as a punitive measure to stop them from immigrating, to get jobs that that are available, that we have all as a society said we want to buy cheap shit, so we don't want to pay people decent wages to pick strawberries. So we're gonna we have all agreed that we should have people migrating from Mexico to take these jobs. Anyway, 
I know it sounds like a, a rant, but go to Auschwitz. See it. Believe it. So anyway, you know, that's one thing about traveling. You see stuff. You don't have to see this stuff. You know, you could read books. You could you could all just understand this. But going there, it's hard to deny. So um, anyway, and then going around the, the old Jewish ghetto in, in Krakow is a trip. Because guess what? No Jews live there. <laughs> it's it's pretty scary, and um, and 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 I went on a little bike trip around uh, like Schindler's List, all the sites they have little, and you see the factory of Schindler and all that. But um, anyway, then went to Budapest and um, liked it. Um, the baths were great. Uh, what I noticed was. Uh, you know, public space where, you know, they had a lot of old, old folks, 50s, 60s, 70s, they would go there and play chess in their bathing suits, just in the water. They had a little area where they could be in the outdoor baths playing chess on their lunch break. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that would be awesome. We should do that here. But uh, we're all too busy, uh, uh, you know, beating the shit out of each other to earn a living. But um, anyway, uh, I've got off on a, on a rant here. But um and then going to, uh, yeah, I guess that was it. I mean, you know, I remember Budapest, that tour was pretty cool. I could see bullet holes from back in the Soviet days on the buildings that they had not cleaned up. But I've always been fascinated by the fact that the Hungarians speak a language very similar to the Finnish. And um, and apparently this tour guide said they found there's a group in, the, in Asia. And he said the Ural Mountains, but I, I thought it was a little further east. But anyway you know, like a native Russian peoples, uh, their language, they could actually speak with the Hungarians, you know, so you've got these people who are Asian looking, you've got these Hungarians who are Caucasian looking, and they, they speak the same language. I mean, I just, I just find that utter, utterly fascinating. Um, yeah, so anyway, enough memories on uh, East Europe, loved it, uh, pretty fast trip through it. Um, and then I was off to uh, South America.